Hey friends, it's Sarah and Zach here with a special announcement. A live show happening soon? That's right, folks. You heard it here first. Come on out June 19th. We're doing a free live show at Empirical Brewing in Ravenswood. It's a special Father's Day themed episode with your favorite guest host, Dylan Danger Daniels. Check out the link in the description of this episode to RSVP and Secure Spot, as well as 15% off your bar tab. And most importantly, free your dad! All right, enough of the hoopla. Let's get into the episode. Drinking this album. Listen to the blues. I think it would pair well. If only for you. Because it's album brews. It's album brews. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Album Brews, the milkiest music podcast. I just popped a lactate and I'm ready to talk tunes. My name is Sarah. <laughs> Hey guys, I am proud of the person I've been because this is such a good pick for the episode. My name's Zach. <laughs> I do not live here, but I have already made myself at home. My name is Mitchell. Yay! Aww. We have a very exciting guest here in the studio that is my living room today. Uh, Mitchell from Weekend Red Club is here with us. Mitchell, will you tell the folks a little bit about yourself, a little bit about the band, what y'all are up to? Yeah, I sing for a band called the Weekend Run Club. We play and write music. Um, it's pretty alternative, pretty indie. We're working on a new album right now that's going to be out. We're playing some shows coming up, and we're just out here booling. We're searching we for the meaning of life. God, aren't we all? <laughs> um, and as per usual, Mitchell, you picked our album and drink pairing for today. And there's a whole lot of newness happening here. I don't think Zach and I knew about this musical project prior. I know I didn't. No? Well, yeah. Weekend Run Club? Uh, no, Water oh, Me Down. Oh, Water Me Down? No, yeah. Yeah. I love when that's new, and the drink was also a, a hot heaping scoop of newness. We have our first ice cream and protein drink. <laughs> but if we wait long enough, it'll be a cereal drink because it'll just be milk and fruity pebbles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, everything. You could have it in the morning. You could have it for dessert. You could have it at the gym. Yeah. Yeah, you could have it at the gym. Vodka at the gym. <laughs> That's how you get those gains, dude. <laughs> <laughs> a little tipsy at Planet Fitness. That's where I go. You go to – That's where yeah. I go. And That's go. where I went before the pandemic. And then you know how Planet Fitness is like impossible to cancel if you're trying to cancel? I oh, it's literally so just experienced that. Really? I upgraded my membership for a month because I was dog-sitting in the suburbs and I still wanted to go and so upgraded to the card. premium. Yeah. And then I call, I, I like go in to cancel and I'm like, that'll be $55. <gasps> and I – Almost went full Karen, but I, I took a deep breath and I haven't done anything since then because I'm afraid to confront <laughs> Have you big kept business. the premium membership? <laughs> I have. And I've been taking a buddy, which is why I've been saying it's worth it because one of my friends has been going with me a lot. Mm -hmm. Shout out to RJ. <laughs> I went for a while before the pandemic and then I also had the the premium card because I like to lie to myself and my family lives in Wisconsin. So I was like, oh, well, there's one pretty close to my parents' place in Wisconsin. Like I could go. I was not going to do that. <laughs> when I'm in Wisconsin, I drink and eat cheese curds and that's the vibe. Um, but I was like, I need to make this worth it. So 
Like almost every time I went to the gym, I would get my ass in that like hydro massage chair (laughs) at the end and there would be nobody in that room and I would like be a little embarrassed, but a little bit like I'm fucking paying for it. I would go up to the front desk and be like, hey, can you unlock the hydro massage? (laughs) And then when it came time to cancel... Cameron, our editor, my boyfriend, has also experienced this trying to he, – he used to call it <laughs> paying the laziness tax when he was, like, paying for this gym membership that he wasn't going to use and wanted to cancel anyway. Mm-hmm. But they require, like, your firstborn child, your social security number, like, your toe prints <laughs> and insane. fingerprints. So and- if you don't have kids, you can never leave. You can never I know. Leave I'm still gym. giving them 20 bucks a month. <laughs> Until you've experienced childbirth, you're stuck. They were like, you have to go to a notary public and like all this <laughs> shit. We made it happen, but holy cannoli, I needed a shot after that. And speaking of shots, that brings us full circle to today's drink, yes. which I think is the first ever album Rebrews drink that is also has a vegan option to mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is especially for my friend Sky. They're the the artists behind Water Me Down. And one of the songs on this album is about being vegan, and which I am not. And if you listen to this guy, don't hate me too much for that. <laughs> but um, this is a milkshake which can be substituted with oat milk and oat ice cream. There are fruity pebbles involved, which is a vegan cereal. You can eat it for breakfast. Yes. Many people do. And then um, there is this fruity pebbles protein powder that... I have made everybody I know try and I'm obsessed with. I believe that does have like a hint of lactose in it. So if you want the vegan version of that, just don't put any of that protein powder in. But Probably otherwise, less gains. you're good to go. Oh, yeah. and there's vodka too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the I would V is say, for vegan. The V is for vodka. The V is for vodka. <laughs> uh, Which is vodka's vegan. Yeah. 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 Potatoes aren't animals. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Vodka or the least offensive liquor you could think of. I saw a recipe for something similar to this with like a Bailey's, which I thought could be good. Bailey's would be good. Or or like a strawberry Bailey's or something like that. But uh, we tried it. It doesn't suck. It's... I would say pretty nice. beyond that, like beyond not sucking, I like it. Yeah, I think fruity pebbles and vodka is a great combo. I like agree. even without the ice cream, I want to create a fruity pebbles. Like in vodka. the morning, you. I was I was thinking in the morning you wake up and you pour your cereal and then you reach for the milk, but it's it's actually just vodka and you. It's like the 2022 version of Kesha's TikTok song. <laughs> Brushing your teeth with a bottle, with a of, bottle Jack. of Jack. Before I leave, put some vodka in my fruity pebbles. It's like a, it's like an Irish coffee. Um, yeah, but totally not. Like a really American. Yeah. All right. Well, before we get too far into this album, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about this emo quiz I found online. This is an emo album, correct? Is that how you would consider it? Post rock emo. Yeah, I would. I would have to. I don't know exactly what they would say, but I think Midwest emo. Midwest emo. There's a little, there's some Matthew rock Matthew. vibes in there, mm-hmm. but emo is emo is what my Spotify search said when yeah. I was alone uh-huh. in my room that fateful day in 2014. So, uh, <laughs> are you are you fans of other big emo acts? Yeah, like who? I love Pierce the Veil. Okay, I loved Sleeping with Sirens back in the day. Um, those are my mains. Your mains? Those are my mains. Yeah. I like the classics. Uh, now I'm blanking. 
Yes, because like, you know when someone asks you like, what's your favorite movie? And you're like, I've never seen a movie, a movie in my life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I absolutely, especially on this podcast, people are like, oh my gosh, what is your favorite like indie rock artist? And sure. I'm like, um. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, everything I listen to is emo. Even if it's not emo genre, it's yeah. like a pop artist, but their most emo song or like mm. an indie artist, but from their dark phase. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like everyone might be on an SSRI, yeah, but it's yeah. fun. I saw when I was looking at their Spotify page, and I want to get both of your takes on this. I think yes. we've talked about this a little bit on the podcast before, but they were on a playlist um, of Midwest emo, mm-hmm. which I'm from the Midwest. I ran in that circle for a while. But it's interesting to see someone – they're originally from Virginia, right? Or yeah. are they currently in Virginia? I believe I know they're currently in Virginia. I'm not 100% sure. But yeah. I know that they're not originally Midwestern, I believe. Right. And on that same playlist, I saw the band – I don't know if either of you know Mom Jeans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they're California. And I'm like – Who let them in? Who let them in? <laughs> who did they pay like, to is, get into the Midwest emo? Right. <laughs> who has the Midwest emo credentials? Or – is it just a vibe? I did see a tweet one time. I won't say who. Mm. I won't dox him. But he was a prominent uh, talent buyer in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And the tweet was making a comment on how bands from other countries can't do the Midwest emo accent. <laughs> <laughs> will you do funny. the accent? <laughs> yeah, will you do it? I can't. I'm not from the Midwest. You've you've been in Chicago for how long? <laughs> you can't just put me on the spot like that, Sarah. I'm not proud of the person I've been. I'm not proud of the person. <laughs> We're gonna cut that. That was probably really bad. <laughs> but it's the same way. Like if I wanted to be in a mariachi band, I couldn't roll my R's, right? True. 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 That's true. Is that um, construction noise? Sorry. There's us. Uh, Snow plows. Oh, okay. It's a core vibe of Midwest emo is the snow experience. Yes. Yeah. Snow oh my God. Way to bring it back. If you're from California, <laughs> this is just why you can't relate. Yeah. You've never <laughs> sat in a, an apartment. If you've Sorry never been about sad it. And cold. You yeah. can't be Midwest emo. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of my emo phase was Taking Back Sunday, which mm. you can hear a lot of in this artist that we're getting ready to talk about. Uh, mm-hmm. So that made me really happy. As soon as I turned it on, I was like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was all about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so speaking of emo, let's do this. Uh, what percent emo are you quiz? Oh, well, we wait. have to make sure we're qualified, right, to talk about this. Yeah. So we got to get our the emo percentage. The podcast ends if we don't pass. <laughs> <laughs> if, we're, if we're a C minus or below, we can't, we can't talk about Midwest emo. Shit. Okay. Um, and we're going to be doing, I mean, we have three brains, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. we have at least. So we can combine our scores. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll. <laughs> Because a lot of these are like, click if you've been to these stores. So oh, all perfect. three. So we should be able to combine. Oh, cool. Be a real Midwest emo. Okay, cool. Cool, um, cool, cool, cool. Which of these stores were you a regular at? Hot Topic? Mm-hmm. Hollister? Yes. Journeys? Yes. Delia's? I don't know what that is. Delia's. One Delia's. time I went into Delia's with my older sister and I was like 10. And I was really offended because the person working there came up and she's like, can I help you ladies? <laughs> And at the time, I was so offended. I was like, I am a boy. <laughs> I loved Delia's. Yeah, they had some. They had so I many graphic tees. Yeah. <laughs> I was not cool enough for Hollister. I would say limited to, I went in with my sisters. I went in with Abercrombie and Fitch, never. never. I couldn't breathe. No. 
I, I was a Hollister girl, but not an Abercrombie girl. Hard stop. I'm glad you turned out. We all went to Hot Topic, though, right? Absolutely. Hot Topic okay. journeys, like. Mm-hmm. Check off the following fashion staples you've owned slash wanted. Okay, this is like a put a finger down. I'm really guilty for this first one. Oh, a no. studded belt. <laughs> Y'all are going to have to carry this. I went to Catholic school oh, no. when I was 18, and I wore a uniform to the point where, like, when I got to college, my dress, like, the way I dressed was just, like, colors that didn't match because oh, I had God. never even worn <laughs> colors before. You're like, what, what is clothes? What, yep. what is outfit? Yeah. All right, band tees. That's mm-hmm. probably yeah. Yes. I did. I had those. An abundance 100%. of black clothes. Yes. Yeah, I would say so. I don't know about this one. Maybe I've had this one. Fishnets. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> I'll put a finger down. I haven't, but I would like to own some. <laughs> I was a fishnet. They seem nice. Skinny <laughs> jeans, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Ripped jeans, absolutely. Yes. I'd imagine. I didn't, but y'all carry me through this one. <laughs> Con- Converse. Mm-hmm. I had the the Target knockoffs. I Does never, that count? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay. I never owned these checkered vans. Me either. No, I wish. Wow, we missed one. Yeah. Black combat boots. Oh, yeah. yes. Okay. A beanie. Of course. That feels like a giveaway. A like beanie. anyone would wear a beanie. Yeah. Uh, band patches or pins? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Both. <laughs> leather jacket. Uh, mm. It was pleather. And it was tan. Counts. But Pleather's I, good. We, yeah. we, we like vegan. I wore it pretty often. <laughs> Which of these animated movies is your favorite? Tangled, Corpse Bride, Coraline, Spider-Man, Nightmare Before Christmas, or Moana. This has to be a trap. I I genuinely feel like I know what I should pick, but I'm going to say Moana. Well, we we talked about this on the podcast, but I like kind of – okay, let me clarify first. I did not want to fuck Jack Skellington. I was not one of those girlies who was going to go to Hot Topic and buy the Jack Skellington merch because like they had a crush on him. I just – had a Nightmare Before Christmas phase where I like. It's, it's a great movie. We I had a podcast episode on it. We had a whole episode on it. I like, I just watched the movie like twice a week for like a while. I don't know. I'll have to like get my sister to confirm because she witnessed this. I need to see it. I, I never. You've never seen it? I think I was at that age where like my older sisters weren't into like any of that stuff. And so my parents weren't taking me to those movies anymore. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have the drive. I just love how like personal and how important it was for you it to was know so- for, for us to know that you didn't want to fuck Jack Skellington. I did not want to fuck Jack Skellington. I was really into the like the vibe and the music. I like that vibe. I have friends that really, really like that that sort of animated style too. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's one of those things where you either are creeped out or or you just really, really vibe with it. Yeah. Yeah. So two out of three are nightmare before Christmas. That's fine. One from yeah. Moana. That's fine. We'll we'll go with it. Okay. We'll lean with it. Check off the following things you've done. Written lyrics on your converse. <laughs> you guys done that? I didn't, but I knew people I who knew did. I knew people did it, yeah. Stretched or fought with your parents about stretching ears. Didn't do that. Zach, you had you got earrings in. Are they not special? I just, I just, oh, they're fake. You want to see? Oh, <laughs> oh, I thought they were Well, they're, they're real earrings, but they're they're cheaters. Uh, they're like clip-ons? Yeah. I actually just got my ears pierced like just three months ago. And just this oh. week, I was able to finally put in like the ones that weren't the ones that they yeah. gave me. So I've been, are you going to stretch? I've been expressing myself. <laughs> uh, I probably won't. Okay. Yeah. I, I went all the way to, to double zero, which isn't supposed to close back, but it oh, did. That's, yeah, my roommate yeah. has yeah. those. Those yeah. are big. But did you fight about it, or was that like a? No, I'm pretty cool about it. Damn. Yeah. Damn. I guess that's another check. 
sweat the summer away in all black clothes for aesthetic. I had to read that three times before it made sense <laughs> in my brain. It's traumatic. I I didn't do that. I, I was a very that. sweaty child, and I I did whatever I could to avoid it. Yeah, I was, I, I was a colorful emo. I had like oh. bright colored vans. I was like right on the cusp of like indie and like emo. Okay. Like I would like wear like a fallout boy shirt with like sunflowers on my face. <laughs> like I was that kind of girl. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh went to or really wanted to go to Warp Tour. I really wanted to I go. I really wanted to. You guys never went? My mom. No, I'm poor. My parents never would have let me go. Yeah, no. My mom barely let me go to Summerfest and that was in my backyard. I'm so sorry. That was like some like formative years in my childhood was going to Warp Tour. I believe it. I'm like failing this. I'm looking at some of these questions and I'm just. And it's like gone now, which makes me feel really old. Yeah. I cancel it. But there's when we were young fest. Yeah. (laughs) We might talk about that later. Logistical way. Dyed your hair bright color? No, I didn't. I have now, but not when I was younger. No. Doesn't count. Change clothes because your black shirt didn't match your pants. I feel like that's a very personal attack to like, like the BuzzFeed writer is like writing the quiz and like the other BuzzFeed person makes this comment and it's like a direct jab like at that at person. <laughs> Covered your bedroom walls in a band poster? No. I didn't. I didn't. Me neither. I actually, it? I didn't even learn about my chemical romance until I was like, until they broke up. And so I'm, I'm, I, what can I say? I'm emo now, but I, yeah. I'm failing. I feel very wow. guilty no, right here. No, I feel you. I was like later Seems on. Seems like set. you caught up nicely, though. I've caught yeah. up. Yeah. 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 Ironically said RAR. Oh, yeah. or, or XD. <laughs> That's what I said. Yeah, or Absolutely. XD. <laughs> if you logged on to runescape.com back in the day, yes. you would be catching some XD from, yeah. from my accounts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Spamming, will you be my Runescape girlfriend in the Fine GF. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wore black eyeliner? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did. You had a username that started with XX somewhere. Oh, that's funny. That is Double X's. Is that yes for you guys? I didn't. I I didn't. I didn't. No, I did. It was on RuneScape again. (laughs) Again. (laughs) That counts. That counts. Check off every song. You know the words by heart. You can just check them off all. I think I the first six I do. Welcome to the Black Parade. Yeah. I write sins. Sir, yeah. we're going down. Yeah. Dear Maria, do Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Misery Business. Yes. Uh, I don't know. Ohio's for I letters. don't know that word for word. I know the song, but I don't know word for word. Hawthorne I Heights. don't. Yeah. Ocean Avenue. Oh, yeah. Is, yes. that a, is that an emo that song? That was on the Party City soundtrack. It's not an emo song. <laughs> I worked at Party City in high school, so I know that one by heart check because this. on the Party... Check Yes Juliet, <laughs> yeah. also on the Party City <laughs> yeah. soundtrack. I love it. They also... This was fucking weird, but they did... um. They did Decode by Paramore oh. from, like, the Twilight soundtrack. Was it, like, all really edgy teenagers? It's like, we don't want to work here. It was like that, but also, like, Mambo Number no. 5. Like, it was such a... No for the kids. No and did I say this already? They were all covers. None oh. of it was, like, the original, like, licensed music. Because I guess oh. Party City didn't want to pay Paramore. That's rich. So they, like, had an in-house, like, cover band record. And then they sold CDs in oh. the store of all these like soundtracks. Like Kids Bops? Mm-hmm. And so it was alphabetized. <laughs> so, like, say today, if, like, Ocean Avenue came on, you would know that, like, Billie Eilish's Ocean Eyes was next. Mm. If you worked there enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you knew. All right, I'm just going to fly Bassies because yeah. I'm sure they're all yes. The middle. Yep. Yeah. Talked about that. Move along. Oh, yes. That one slaps. Oh, that's Miserable a jam. at best. 1985, Rolling well yep. for Soup. 
Uh-huh. I miss you. Uh-huh. Man, actually, I'm going to put a playlist of these because I want to hear all good. of these and sing them. <laughs> Cute Without the E, Taking Back Sunday. Slow Down by I, the Academy Is. I don't know if I know I've that one. never oh. heard of that song. I'm sure I'm sure if I heard it, I might recognize yeah. it, but I've never heard it. And finally, did you rock the emo bangs? Oh, my God. I'm looking at these. I uh, had a side bang. <laughs> I couldn't even grow hair. I still can't grow hair. <laughs> Forget it. Forget it. Okay, well, I did. I did have this emo haircut. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We'll post pictures. What percentage? Oh, man. <gasps> we're, we're like a C, C, C plus. plus emos. Is that like a... We're like a 78. That's a pass. Yep. Oh, I'll <laughs> C's take it. Get I mean, we said C minus was like, if we got below C minus, we couldn't do this episode. I think but, we can continue. But I think we continue, mm-hmm. but I am but let we're down on by thin this. Ice. We're on We kind of really. Is it because I said I shopped at Hollister? <laughs> <laughs> they were like, you fucking poser. Get out of my quiz. You, you were pretty emo, but let's be honest. You still are, aren't you? <laughs> Called out. Called out. <laughs> I just love BuzzFeed quizzes because they get me yeah. and they know me. It's like. <laughs> My favorite ones are the ones where it's like, pick five photos of soup and we'll tell you how your mom feels about your career. <laughs> yeah. And it's like. <laughs> or it's like, what's your favorite color? This is the dog breed you would be. <laughs> it's like, can dogs see color? I don't know. Like, it- <laughs> oh. I don't know about you. I wanted to work for BuzzFeed so bad. <laughs> I wanted to work in like the golden era of like BuzzFeed quizzes mm-hmm. and like the 2013-2014 Tumblr. Uh, that was the dream. All right. Should we get into it? Yeah. <laughs> Heavy opening track. Holy moly. Oh, yeah. Very much weight on it. Very yeah. Much the day this came out. There were no, I didn't realize it was on Bandcamp and I didn't know if there were, I I didn't know if there were lyrics back then. I listened to the album for hours and like in my journal wrote down every word. (gasps) And there was a part of the song that I I couldn't tell what they were saying. And I eventually like DM them like, what are you saying at this timestamp? But I, this, this track happened and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to love this album. Like (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm a very sad person and this is. This is going to cut deep, so. Yeah, this one was wailing. Ouch, 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 ouch. Mm-hmm. But there was something, well, I, I'm I'm about to talk about, like, the end of the song. So if, you, if y'all want to talk about any other content of the song, I have. I think putting that lyric, uh, my intro lyric, just right at the forefront of the album with that gusto. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, I was like, yes. That immediately yes to the album. Like, yeah. it, I'm going to like this. I think that was a very yeah. good move on his the end. The lyric, I'm not proud of the person and, I am. And yeah. the vocal delivery on it is just is, mwah, chef's kiss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gutturally screamed. Like, yeah. Without, not even in like a, not, not even that screaming. It's just like, it is just yelled and sung at the same time. And I think that like sets the stage perfectly for people that don't, didn't know Water Me Down. Like, I believe, I don't know if their first EP was put out with the label that they were on, but Mm. at this time, this was the first full length they put out with that label. So it was like, from that first vocal, it's like, this is who Water Me Down is. And Mm. this is, it's kind of setting the stage for buckle in because like, you're going to get an introspective self-reflection, whether you like it or not. Mm -hmm. Send this song to your therapist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whether you got 78% on the emo test or not. Yeah. yeah. You're about to get 100. Yeah. Um, are you talking about the very end or are you going to talk about kind of towards the end? I was going to talk about sort of the way that the song um, 
fades from being a song into being an alarm clock. Yeah, that lasts <laughs> for at least 20 seconds. Yeah, and it's yeah. jarring. I want to play a little bit because I want yeah. the folks at home to like it, it's it's not an easy song to listen to. No. It's like like it's powerful, yeah. but it's not easy to listen to and the end is like stressful. <laughs> but in a way that is like the first time you hear it you're like Oh, shit. Like, I'm paying attention. Mic drop moments for sure. Yes, very much. It's amazing. And let it be known, too, that the lyric repeated over and over and over right before this is, please wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up for everyone's sake. And I always like to, like, I always do this with with lyrics. I wonder, what were they thinking? But it's it's very obvious what Water Me Down, what Sky, what they're asking us to do is to, like, open your eyes. And I think that's such a crucial coming of age Mm -hmm. point for so many young people, especially these days, if you feel in any way marginalized or if you feel like you find yourself asking really philosophical questions and going to those deep, dark places, it's really unavoidable to come across that point where you just hate everybody. Yeah. Mm. Like, and, and you can't even isolate the people that you do like because everyone just gets swept up into this mass of people and they're destroying the world, they're destroying your life, they're destroying each other, and you just hate everyone and you don't know what to do with all of that. Yeah. And that feeling of feeling misunderstood, uh, I don't know. I've always felt that way, but no one's ever put it into words mm. or art in a way where I resonated with it. Mm-hmm. So it's jarring and it's supposed to be, which upon like in an emotional listen through, it's incredible. And then when I listen to it, like just jam into it on my car ride, I like the alarm clock goes off and I'm like, <laughs> oh, maybe I'll skip it. But uh, I I just love it. It makes such a statement. Yeah. Well, this resonated with me too. Like, so I, I'm a pretty anxious person and I've gone through seasons of life where like the alarm goes off and immediately like I don't remember what I was dreaming about. I don't remember what was up here beforehand, but I'm having this like fight or flight response for no fucking reason. So this that. song, like if if we were like painting a like day in the life narrative which i sometimes do when i'm listening to music i think about like all the commotion and all these like deep dark thoughts that this person is having like unconsciously and then like all this shit's going down it's so tumultuous and then they have to like wake up and do a day yeah and that's exhausting i've never thought about it like that and that's that's so special it's like you're at mercy to the alarm yeah almost to like as if the world doesn't give a shit if you're ready to continue or if you're ready to wake up Mm -hmm. you're kind of just ripped from your state of mind yeah thrown into the world yeah oh wow that's cool that's powerful yeah yeah it was it was cool it it really resonated with me and then like I, a lot of the rest of the stuff on this album feels very autobiographical. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I, that, that was sort of my take. I really like how the alarm clock comes in while the guitar is still playing. Mm-hmm. And to me, that kind of like adds to like, 
Like, is this last section of the song a dream? And you know how you, when, you, yeah. when you're dreaming, you can hear the alarm clock sometimes? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was a really cool are musical choice. You, are either of you familiar with the band Saint Motel? Mm-hmm. I've heard the name, but not they familiar. They have a song called Daydream, Wet Dream, Nightmare. <laughs> and it rules. It's like <laughs> six or seven minutes or something. And it's sort of like this three-act song, I guess. And you can kind of hear it starts with like this beautiful daydream and the lyrics are pretty flowy and fun and nice. And then it goes into a wet dream and it's very sexy, but it's seamless. It's mm-hmm. seamless. And then it goes into a nightmare and it's it's kind of like this, like the end of this song. Like it's very jarring. Um, and at one point in the song, they also say like, don't wake up, wake up, wake up. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of a similar calling card. So it made me think of that. I, I love, love that. songs that are dream states. I think yeah. it's so funky. It never even occurred to me that this song had like it felt like obviously I got I got it. Yeah. As like you're you're just begging people to wake up. But this idea that like sometimes when you're going through it and like mm-hmm. you're you just want to die in your head. Yeah. You ever mm-hmm. have those moments where like you're you're going through it, you cry, whatever, you have your crazy meltdown, yeah. and then all of a sudden you're just like all right, I'm done now. Like, <laughs> it's like as if there should be this fantastic like ending to it or some resolution. It's like, no, I'm just like, I'm just not crying anymore and I'm not shaking anymore. And I'm just and like. Now I have to go buy toilet paper. Or, yeah, I'm going to go have a snack yeah. or like I'm going to go do whatever. Like, I, I don't know. It's, it's, <laughs> I like that, that observing that state of subconscious that is very ephemeral and constantly just fleeting. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of deep, dark feelings on this album. <laughs> yeah. Locks and blinds. Yes. This was the single. Oh, it was? Yeah, oh. this was the single. It had a really cool music video, and they are breaking shit with a hammer. It's yes. like this this house, and there's all these things, and they're like just destroying everything. And it's cool, because the song is kind of about, I'm assuming, like the apartment that they were living in at the time, mm-hmm. or um, I don't know, we'll get into that, I guess, whenever. Yeah, this is very, 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 very catchy song off of the album. This is also the song that um, contains the uh, the title yeah. of the album, Same View with a New Light. Oh. Yeah. I love the through composition on it. Like, there's no verse, chorus, verse, chorus, really. It's like this whole big one poem. Yeah. 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 Which is, as someone that writes music, that's not easy to do. And I think especially the pressure to put out a product that's commercial Mm -hmm. really hits a lot of songwriters hard to the point where we don't always feel like we can do something through composer it doesn't even cross our mind because we're like all right like let's find a formula that's unique enough to to be original but at the same time keep the integrity of putting out a product Mm -hmm. and I actually never even thought of that because there are some bands that do that that I love like oh wow it's really it just kind of goes different places and this one this one does that too. It reminds me, and I meant to pull up a clip. Maybe we'll put it in after. Have you seen the TikTok trend of people singing to their suggested text? No. no. <laughs> Wait, yes! yes! There'll be like a guy with a guitar and someone holding the phone and they'll just sing the words. <laughs> usually that. in an emo, Midwest emo style. And it's, That's it's, awesome. It's, it's and it just keeps going, 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 going. Um, but yeah, and and there's just so much more uh, risk maybe to write like this. Back to your point of like, there's no hook, there's no verse chorus. It's yeah. just this whole story. But if you have the, I think if you have the poetry to back it up, 
you're golden. Yeah, yeah. Right? like like in this one, absolutely. Yeah, they always do. Everything I've ever written has been inspired by like, like I I this is the band I found that made me decide I wanted to write music. So it's always been at the core part of like my soul when I'm writing that's huge poems or lyrics. Is like how did you find them? Spotify Discover. Oh. I was it'll in. Do it. It'll do it to you. <laughs> I was in college studying opera before I wow. dropped out that's of really college. Cool. And here's this song that I, I it was it was um, from called Bragging Rights. It's from their their EP, and it was on my Spotify. And I was like, whoa, this is deep. I want people to listen to me being deep yeah. someday. Someday. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. I love it. I love that you picked it. It seems like there's a lot of themes of, and I don't know the deets. I don't know the drama, but there's a lot of like loss on this album like interpersonal yeah. loss grief and grief. i think Change. too i know that that they've written about like themes about like figuring out who am i and to me it reminds me a lot about therapy mm-hmm. and very specific types of therapy that i've had mm-hmm. that are about um idealization of other people um the, the reasons why we hate ourselves sometimes. And all of these themes that I just like, it's almost like they were standing in my therapy sessions <laughs> at times. So I think you're you're definitely right with that. There's a lot of, of loss, longing for like a sense of purpose, especially in this song, conceptualizing all the different people who have lived in my house. Yeah. And what were their lives like? And um how did they see the world and were they, did they struggle like I do? Mm-hmm. Did they go through these chapters of life like I am? It's exactly what you're saying. I think about that all the time. I live in like, I mean, you can say I live like in an old ass apartment building and there are like random, there's like a painted over doorbell in my mm. kitchen and like all this weird shit. So sometimes I'll be at home alone and I'll be like, who was here? Like, who was here before me? I'm curious all the time. Yeah. What were they up to? What were they doing? I'll, like, sometimes look at, like, the Google Maps and, like, see what they had. This is so creepy. But I'll see, like, what they had in the kitchen window mm. or, like, oh. on the back deck. I'm the same way. I'll, I actually have a song coming about, kind of about this, inspired by a walk I took, like, high out of my mind during yeah. COVID. And I was walking to my, my parents' neighborhood. Like, I grew up here. And I'm like... People live in these houses. Yes. Like, what are their lives like? I've lived here my whole life, and, like, so have they. Yeah. But I have no idea what their inside of their house looks like. I have no idea, like, what kind of things they think. Yeah. Are they happy? Are they, like, crazy? Are they fun? What are they up to? Yes. I'm so curious. What does their living room look like? And what kind of, like... I I have an answer for you. What? They are all NPCs. (laughs) They're all NPCs. (laughs) They go in, they walk in, and they shut off immediately. Yeah. And their house is empty and white unless you go in there, and then right. it populates with stuff, obviously. Because okay. we're the main characters. Because we're the main yep. characters. Yes. Yep. Uh, of course. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. So my neighbors upstairs, who I think have a margarita habit right now, which is fine. I've been that girl. Yeah. Um, But, like, almost every night around, like, seven or eight, I hear a blender. <laughs> <laughs> They're NPCs. Maybe they're making, what do we call our, our milkshake drink? Oh, we didn't name it yet. We, like, um, had a couple we, names. No, I, we named it. Um, we should, should we wait till the song to reveal it? Because it's I, named like, after a special song. Yes. Okay, well, let's do that. Let's but do maybe that. they're making one of these special drinks. Yeah. 
Maybe they're not that making margaritas. Insane. <laughs> Getting gains upstairs. <laughs> they gotta walk through. They gotta walk upstairs. Mm, they better um, be strong. Speaking of blenders, you guys want to talk oh, about blenders? Oh <laughs> my god! I mean, more loss. I trashed those postcards I meant to send to you. Yeah, this, this is a really good three in a row on an album. You know, yeah. you know, sometimes albums just have like three great tracks in a row. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a really good trifecta. Do you ever perceive the way that people act is something that is kind of cool or, or brave because it's so different than than you? Yeah. Like I did this a lot when I read The Hunger Games. Like I'm like, wow, Katniss lives her life so crazy different than I would. And yeah, I respect that. And it kind of makes me feel weak. Um, I feel that. I don't have the courage to trash a postcard that I want to send to someone. I'm the kind of person that yeah. if I want something, I, I can't help but express my affection for somebody or or my love or my caring about someone. And I think it's like I, I romanticize the action of being like, fuck this, fuck you. <laughs> like whatever yeah. whatever the reason that Sky did not send those postcards, yeah. I I wish I could be like that. I wish I had the courage to not send that and, mm-hmm. and let go. That That's the line that's always stuck out to that from this song to me personally. Yeah. It's a big snip, cutting the cord, cutting that, the freaking cord. That line cord. also stuck out to me because like, like a postcard or like a note, right, is a really kind of an intimate thing to mm-hmm. give to a human being, right? Yeah. To like write your thoughts and give it to them. Uh, so to trash it is really huge. Yeah. You're totally yeah. right. Yeah. There's another really cool part right here where where they say, swore you're the reason we don't talk anymore. There's this really interesting thing that they Mm. do. And I find myself doing this as well because of who I am. And if I'm publicly writing a song, if I'm writing a song that's going to be public, if I feel like I fucking hate somebody's guts and I think everything they've done and everything they're experiencing is their fault, Mm -hmm. I won't say it. Yeah. I'll be like, we were both just really <laughs> trying to find ourselves and something went wrong. And I like the way that they talk about their emotions. Like, I swore this is what I felt. Yes. And they're not mm. saying, fuck you, you fucked all this up. They're like, in that moment, I swore that this was, this was you're the reason we don't talk anymore and this is all on you. And that suggests like, hindsight and reflection and growth into like back then like I didn't really understand this the way I do now yeah and I think that's really special not that there's anything wrong with that core emotion of being like screw you I hate your guts because I I also romanticize people that can do that and like I think there's (laughs) maybe in some of the new stuff we have coming out I've been working on (laughs) present tense a bit of anger we got some breakup material we got some heartbreak I'm going to trash some postcards. Thank <laughs> you for some, some, some Valentine's Day cards. Right? Well, yeah. the last album we talked about was Olivia Rodrigo's Sour. And this, I think, kind of the swore you were the reason, I think reminds me a lot of that verbiage. And my therapy sessions. Mm. Um, now we're in my therapy sessions. <laughs> but, like, um, I'm definitely someone who will, like, benefit of the doubt the shit out of a such a situation like if something happens i'm like well they probably had something going on and they probably this and this and this and this and i probably this and maybe i didn't this and then i'll go to therapy about it and i'll explain the situation and my therapist will be like that's really fucked up what they did to you and then i'll be like yeah it was <laughs> it's like a murderous rage yeah. like rage it's like yeah and then kind of getting into this like being like 
it was your fault. <laughs> I swear it was. Like, yeah, yeah I get it, man. Ah, uh, uh, Sky, you beautiful bastard. I get it. <laughs> really getting all our feels just right. Yeah. How did they know that we were going to have all these feelings when they wrote it, right? Serviana. Serviana Grande. Um, <laughs> that really re- that really redefined how I, I, uh, oh, how, how I feel about this. Um, this was my go. favorite track for such a long time. Oh. I mean, for everyone's sake, is is the clear winner, obviously. But that that intro lick, that riff in the beginning, shall of we play? Redefined. Yes, please. Let's play. So Matthew. Matthew shit. <laughs> so Matthew. Just that little harmonic at the end, like the doo doo. <laughs> I love, I love when guitar gets tappity tap. Yeah. Uh, when Mitchell first sent us this band, I looked on the Spotify related artists and I saw Tiny Moving Parts was a Ooh. similar artist. Yep. And I was like, all right, this is going to be good. Yeah. And so <laughs> when I heard yep. this, it immediately made me think of the song Always Focused by Tiny Moving Parts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Will you play that lick? Mm hmm. Which is a so great cozy. tune. It's so it's cozy. It's warm. Um, Unlike the Midwest. How can something so... <laughs> we're overcompensating. <laughs> You're overcompensating. <laughs> you have to move your fingers fast, to, otherwise they'll freeze off. <laughs> why it exists. Yeah. I would love to hear more of this math sound. I listen to some of the newer The new release. stuff is different. The new stuff is different. It actually just came out like a month ago. It's a little oh, okay. more like bedroom. Yeah. Mm. So they're really cool in in the way that they record things. Mm-hmm. Like they have this very high fidelity LP uh-huh. with, I'm sure there was some production, definitely some production, a lot of uh, maybe some like extra support sent in to work on production. Mm-hmm. If you go into their band camp or things that they release, a lot of it is recorded on what sounds just like a bedroom recorder. Yeah. Like, like it's, quote, air quotes, lesser quality, someone would say, than like your voice memo recorder on your phone. Uh-huh. But it's done that way on purpose. And it's it's got this integrity to it that sounds very DIY. They put out a couple, like a two-track EP a while ago that almost just sounded like it was recorded on a tape recorder. So yeah. I don't know how they're doing it, but huh. they they do a lot with live sound and they have this really cool, I don't know how old it is. I don't know a lot about synths, but it looks old and I've seen the picture of it. And um, that's where those like beats come from. So they've been a band, they've done live like full band performances. But when I saw them on tour, it was just Sky. And I know a lot of the performances, if you look them up on YouTube, is just Sky. So Mm -hmm. the original project, they wrote and recorded everything, I believe. Mm -hmm. And they mixed and and they had this journey. Like, I want to try and mix and and master everything. And if you actually go onto onto their band camp, you'll find their early stuff that's just there for free. And you can listen Mm -hmm. to it. Mm -hmm. And it's really awesome. And I'm actually glad I brought that up because one of the old songs called Nothing Left has a lyric in it that is used and redefined. And That's perfect timing. only a true fan like myself would know this. <laughs> we'll find it that Easter egg. Um, only a true fan. You uh, know how there's like a name for fan? Like Lady Gaga has like the little monsters. The monsters. And like 
Taylor Swift has a Swifties. Is there like a fan base name for Water Me Down? The Droplets. The Droplets. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. I like that. We should. The Downers. <laughs> the Downers. <laughs> We're all droplets here. Which lyric is the one that um, yeah, is in both songs? It's, um, so in Nothing Left, it's the lyric at, I have the timestamp. Yes. One minute and 36 seconds. They say, um, could you see yourself with me? I'd be lying if I said I didn't wish that we could be friends again or anything at all. And it continues, um, when there's no no one's call to take but mine, I'll be there on the other line. Kind of just like, I, if I have to be your backup plan, I'll do it vibe. That's what I always got. But in the same song... We have that, could you see yourself with me? I'd be lying if I said I never fucked up anything. Are we friends again or anything at all? Mm. And it's interesting because I'm sure the meaning has changed. Mm -hmm. Sometimes artists will just take a lyric they liked and it has nothing to do with the actual song and they'll recycle it. But if we theory craft for a minute here, Mm -hmm. that's a very different change in mood. Going from this presenting yourself as a little bit helpless and just like in the feels and like, fuck it, man. Like I'm, I'll just wait. Yeah. And I'll, I'll let myself hurt. And in that kind of evolves into like, I understand who I am. I understand my faults, but I also hope we can be friends at least. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. instead of dismissing everything, I hope there's something salvageable here, which I think is, this is my interpretation. I don't know what they thought. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that was really, really cool. That is. Yeah, that it's is like, really cool. I'm, we're not sure if it's the same sitch, but it would be a really interesting evolution mm-hmm. if it was. Yeah. And it's our podcast, so we can kind of say whatever we want. <laughs> yeah. And, and we're the only people who know about that probably, right? <laughs> not, well, us and like the 30 people who are going to. Thirty thousand. Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited to talk about the next song. Yeah, so excited. In fact, that I need to pee. Do it. Can we take a quick pee break? Yes. Thank you. Okay, so I know you've all been waiting for the the announcement, the the revealing of the beverage pairing for this episode. It's called No Dead Things. So this next song is called Dead Things. It's about dead things. But there are no dead things in this drink. Um, the drink, yeah. like I said before, is not inherently vegan, but it so easily can be made vegan. Um, this song is about, I guess, Sky's interpretation and feelings around becoming vegan and, and why they wanted to become vegan in the first place. It's actually the first song that ever really made me think about it. I didn't have anyone in my life that was vegan and actually my best friend now is vegan and more and more it's becoming like well this is probably inevitable um but yeah take it away yeah Yeah. what do you guys what did y'all think about this song i am so excited okay so i'm vegetarian i've been vegetarian for a while and also lactose intolerant so i'm like i'm damn near vegan (laughs) i eat pretty plant-based but i'll I'll pop a lactate for some Domino's. I popped a lactate for today's drink. Um, but I forgot that Sky was vegan for a second. And I was listening to the song. I was like on the train on my way to work. And the opening lyrics about like preparing the pig's intestines for consumption. I was like, 
(laughs) And then I was like, wait a second. This is a song that's supposed to be talking about how eating dead things is kind of weird. Yeah. I was like, ugh. Because that's that's kind of how I feel it. I I wouldn't go so far as to like my personal stance on it. I I'm vegetarian for a myriad of reasons. Number one, I'm afraid of cooking meat. Mm. I don't want to give myself salmonella. It sucks. I have gloves for it if I ever do it because I'm grossed out by it too. I like I get so nervous about it. Also, like the the climate portion of it was a big factor mm-hmm. for me. There's a lot of heart disease in my family, mm, so I yeah, was like, meat, yeah. anything I can do for that. I wouldn't. I personally, this is no shade. I don't go so far as to say like that animals are not consenting to sure. be food. I still don't want to eat them. It's still in my mind a body. But the, also, like no tea, no shade, no. Pink lemonade, like yeah. my my boyfriend eats meat, so I totally know what you mean. Because even though I still do eat meat, yeah, one of the reasons I love this song is because Sky expresses their views, and then it's like the the kicker of it for me is this thought behind like when did we start deciding to eat meat, and when did we start normalizing the way in which we are destroying the environment. Yeah. When did we normalize the way in which we accepted certain animals are be, are allowed to be treated X amount of weight? Because I know there is what would be considered an incredible amount of animal cruelty in the food industry. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't matter how you view it. It doesn't matter if you eat meat for religious reasons or, or whatever reason you, you justify. Maybe you just like it or you think it's natural. Whatever the reason is, I like that they're asking us or, or they're saying – Maybe just think about it. Yeah. That part about there's an advertisement on the television subliminally altering. Right. Sub- there's advertising on the television subliminally altering, self-consciously affecting. Mm. Yes. The thoughts you think in the place where you feel safe. Like, yes. that's yeah. so beautiful. <laughs> like, you're in your living room. You feel safe. And there's a Wendy's commercial, right? And you're like, mm, burger. Mm. And, and I like how culturally we are programmed to accept so many things yeah and this is a conversation i think for the way it resonates for me maybe because i'm not vegan right now Mm. it resonates in a way where it's like that's a really good point like we have just (laughs) walked into this world we were birthed in and we've just kind of accepted the world as it is because it's constantly being shoved down our throats Uh especially because we live in a in a capitalist and and consumerist nation Mm -hmm. right so that that's like a powerhouse for that me. That is a good fucking point because being the only well, my sister's vegetarian now. Being the only vegetarian at like a rural Wisconsin Thanksgiving is probably tough, hard. man. Because again, from like this very cultural standpoint. the relatives like to poke fun and go like, well, but have you ever had bacon on a burger? And it's like, yeah, I've had bacon on a burger. I get it. It's bacon on a burger. (laughs) But it's not like... Like you're not arguing that it tastes bad. Right, not at all. (laughs) Not at all. I'm just saying like, it's not necessary. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a lot of this argument that like... And and maybe for some people it is. I'm again not like gonna yuck your your yum mm, yum, um, <laughs> but but I think there's this uh uh very fervent meat eaters. I think will make it seem like a necessity. And yeah. 
And I don't think it's we've not. given it much thought. It's yeah. one of those things where it's like, oh, you don't do this. I can't imagine life without it. But yeah. the more you think about it, the more of my friends who do become vegan, the more I start to feel like, you know, I got a lot of shit going on in my life. And I think someday I will feel some sort of responsibility to start being more conscious of this. I, I already have a little bit. I mean, I eat much less red meat. It's like, oh my God, I deserve an award. Yeah. Like I, No, I'm not saying that, but like We've I- have got oat milk in the fridge. Right. Huge. Th- <laughs> things like this actually do make me think about these things. And I think the idea of being able to think for yourself is really valuable. And, mm-hmm. and the more we do that as like a species, I think we're likely to be- more likely to not go extinct very yeah. soon. Yeah. So I just, yeah, shout outs, Sky. Because I, I know it's it's not an easy thing to talk about. You know, people that are vegan are constantly made fun of and stepped oh, yeah. on for the way that they, because they feel passionate about it, which they should. Like, yeah. Yeah. So it, people are constantly stepped on and made fun of. And I think that it's hard to write a song about something that people will likely dismiss mm-hmm. in a way that makes it approachable. So... That's yeah. I that's why I really, really like this song. I thought it was a really cool way to to sort of make that argument. I think it was packaged up very nicely, mm-hmm. the the core message. Yeah. I think in general distru- distrust for cultural norms is healthy. So oh, yeah. yeah. So to just be like, <laughs> do you believe everything you see on TV? Like also it's a really nice uh sonic mix up from from the rest of the album too when we get to this point. It's like yeah. a nice Nice little break. Nice yeah. little. Mm-hmm. It's like when you're swimming and like you like lay over on your back and just kind of vibe for a second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like the lazy river. Yeah. But with um, ethical questions. Ethical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> ethical lazy ethical river. Ethical palate cleanser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. The vegan sorbet yes. in between meals. I love it. The three ingredient bread. Yeah. Palate cleanser. Yeah. Oh my God. That's like the lyric. Yeah. You did that on purpose. <laughs> I think we're halfway there. Whoa. You guys want to do another quiz, but this time it's it's for it, it matters. Not that it, it matters. Yeah. Matter. This one, this one, you guys have points. So I'm gonna keep track. Oh, Zach's bringing a bit. <laughs> we talked a little bit about uh, early YouTube off the air. Were you guys ever on the early YouTube for the emo Elmo? <laughs> Yo, YouTube's? tickle me emo. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, incredibly distasteful, but second of all, also very funny. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that existed. They were they were probably offensive to kids going through emo stuff, but they, they were funny. very insensitive. <laughs> yeah. But um, sounds like early YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that that was minus the insensitive stuff. That was my inspiration for this game uh, that I'm calling Emo versus Elmo. Nice. And so I've pulled up some iconic Elmo quotes and sure. all, some iconic stuff. What um, an icon. <laughs> I, I aspire to be just like Elmo someday. When I think of Elmo, the first word I think of, icon. <laughs> well, I've also, yes. I've yes, also, yes, yeah. Elmo. <laughs> Elmo is. Uh, we stand. <laughs> Oh, and then I've also pulled up this MTV article of 37 emo song lyrics you doodled on your Chuck oh, this Taylors. this is fun. Oh, <laughs> so, Welcome to the podcast. I'm going to let you guys guess if it is emo or Elmo. Okay, perfect. Right. <laughs> and it's going gonna, it's gonna to start off pretty easy, but then it'll cool. get some tricky ones. Uh, I know you well enough to know you never loved me. 
I don't know. Man. Oh, and then you get another point if you can name the band or the song. Oh. I think that one's a band. I feel like Emo keeps it a little light. Yeah. Like Elmo doesn't. Elmo wouldn't say you never loved me. <laughs> Elmo would be like, I love you. Yes. Yeah, let's just go with band. I don't know Definitely who. Definitely a band. Should we just guess? Yeah. Um, I'm going to guess Mayday Parade. I was going to guess that. Or like a, <laughs> that could be a My Chem. It that, is one of my favorite emo bands. Uh, Take Back Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do we get a bonus point? Yeah, you guys get a bonus point. I used to love this song. This is cute without the E. Oh. Oh, oh wow. That is free. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to like the used, the used like era, era, era. Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. Is it era or era? I say era, but I'm from Wisconsin. Do not take my pronunciation as Bible. I mean, we're in Chicago, Illinois True. and Wisconsin are like pretty similar. You know what though? When I, quick aside, when I moved down here for college, I got flamed, absolutely really? roasted because I used to, uh, and I got bullied out of pronouncing it this way, <laughs> but I used to say like bag. Oh no, that's a Minnesota thing. It's also a Wisconsin thing. My yeah. family, bag, you want to go play tag? Oh, yeah. Aunt Lynn, if you ever listen to this. <laughs> Bless your beautiful soul, because I just love the way you say it's, words. It's charming. It's charming. But I remember one time we were watching Hulu, and a Viagra commercial came on, and I was Viagra. like, why is there Viagra on the TV? Oh. And they were like, you did not. What did you just say? And then they were like, can you say this word? Can you say this word? Can you? And I was like, God. Um, anywho. <laughs> Um, we can live like Jack and Sally if we want. Oh, oh. well, that's a uh, lyric. It's it's um, I miss you. No, 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 uh, no. Um, Darkness in the valley. We can live like Jack and Sally if we want. That is a miss you. Don't waste your, your time on me. You're already <laughs> the voice inside my head. Yeah, why did you say it like that? <laughs> that's yes. sound. Two points. Two points. Uh, yes. Yeah, I miss you by Blink One Eighty Two. All right, here's the next one. This is a toughie. Na 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 na. Elmo's world. Oh, uh, it could be na 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 by My Chemical Romance. You are so right. <laughs> but I'm gonna say Elmo. I think. Listen. Or wait, it could be like like Jamie's Elsewhere or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> or like Skylet Drive, maybe. Uh huh. Uh huh. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it could be Elmo. It is Elmo. Nice. I would not have made that without you. Thank you. (laughs) You're so well. That's why we're a team. Yeah, I was ready for this to be like really competitive. I was like, I'm a throwdown. (laughs) Prove I am an emo person after all. There's a story at the bottom of this bottle. And I'm the pen. Dear Maria, count me in. Classic. That's two points. This is like in group therapy. All the kids were like, we had one day where they were like, what's your favorite band? And everyone was like, all time low, all time low, all time low. And I said like Christina Perry. (laughs) But I went home and I I Googled all time low and I became a fan. My life is an embarrassment. I love it. I love it. If you keep practicing, you can do anything. <laughs> keep practicing, you can do anything. 
could either be about some really dark shit or it could be like just a nice just a general Elmo. motivating message. Yeah. I feel like this is a trap. This one feels like a trap. I feel like it's Elmo. Yeah, I'll go with it. I, I don't have the capacity. Yeah, I find to pick out a pretty ambiguous one. That was Elmo. That okay. was, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, here's a hard one. Me love me blanky. Me <laughs> sad. Me blanky go away. That sounds like Pete Wentz. <laughs> <laughs> but you know because it's, it's deep, you know? Yeah. Like, it's really poetic. Me blanky still smells like your perfume. <laughs> uh, also, like, I didn't know Elmo, like, was that broken with his... Yeah. Like grammar. I guess it's I guess he's probably gone through different stages, right? This is like That's baby true. Elmo. But I've also like have you seen like the TikToks about Elmo when he went on um The Tonight Show and he was like talking about ingredients and he was like balsamic vinegar. <laughs> balsamic vinegar. And he was like, like That's really, a big word for Elmo. He's like really flirty. Yeah. He like had this like Brooklyn like kind of dialect. <laughs> Who decided he was gonna say those two? He like he was like listing off these ingredients. They were like cooking together. So I've seen Elmo be very eloquent. Yeah, but also me love me blanky. I mean, it's just the truth. He just has no other way to say it. Right, it's coming right from oh, the heart. I'll go with Elmo. I just have it to. It has to be. It's, yeah, it's Elmo. Okay, cool. Every drawing that I drew was never ever as cute as you. Aww. <laughs> it's not Elmo, but no, I don't know who it is. It's definitely a lyric. I don't think I know who it is either. I was kind of hoping that would go trip you guys up. This is a very raw XD band, in my opinion. Asking yeah. Alexandria. <laughs> uh, no, I love Asking Alexandria. Uh, uh, this is Hello Goodbye. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, you guys want one more? Yeah. Yes, please. Some days I think I look kind of cute, but other days I try to avoid the mirror. Who is that? Well, Elmo is very cute. Does Elmo have body dysmorphia? <laughs> Elmo does not have self-perception or awareness, I don't think. <laughs> Elmo doesn't have working eyes. He cannot look in the mirror. Elmo doesn't have object permanence. Yet. He has like he has like a, a very vampire-esque quality where even if he could see in the mirror, he just doesn't <laughs> He doesn't show up. It sounds like a lyric to me, but I have no idea who it's from. It's like the ready set or something. Yeah. It's not, but I want to say them. Um, who is it? <laughs> That's Elmo. <laughs> is it really? You're fucking kidding. Elmo. <laughs> According to kidadl.com. Al- alternative Elmo quotes.com. This, <laughs> this, this is an Elmo quote. <laughs> Cute. All right. Well, Aww. I'm glad we got tripped up by Elmo at least once. Because yeah. yeah, you guys, you guys get pretty good at that. Sad to hear that Elmo's self esteem is wavering. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but Aww. now I want to get really good at the Elmo impersonation and just sing a bunch of those emo songs. Really <laughs> or like an emo cover of like me blanky. That's just <laughs> it's all like heavy fry screaming like no 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 Elmo's world. <laughs> That's fantastic. Thank you guys for playing Emo versus Elmo. Uh, um, did we win? Yeah. How I, do we score? I, I was keeping track, but I only got, I stopped after like three. Oh. Okay, nice. for sure. So we got at least three. Yeah, yeah at least three. I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys you guys won bragging rights. No the brag. song by Water Me Down. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Seamless. Seamless. I should be there like PR agent. No, literally. 
I have a, they're like, they may never talk to me again after this. They're like, <laughs> wow, Mitchell has listened to, to my music a little too much. <laughs> it is kind of nerve wracking to be like, what if the person who wrote this album does listen to our episode? Yeah. I don't think it's happened yet, but maybe it'll happen. They said time. they would. I, I told them I was going to be on, so. Haley Blay listened. Did she really? Yeah. Oh, it makes me nervous. <laughs> Haley Blay listened. She said she was had fun. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and uh, oh, who's the other? Who's the other guy who did the video game music? He listened to Sean Wasabi. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. It's always like one of those things where like you kind of like fart into the void and then someone smells it. <laughs> That's a great metaphor for our podcast. That is Not just like a more apt <laughs> Poetry. <laughs> like the black hole somewhere just opens up. <laughs> Let's talk about Searchbox. Yeah. I, oh, I, I was th- trying to like think about what the other tracks this is one that it doesn't feel out of place, but it yeah. is the most out of place on the album. Yeah, I I get what you mean. I get what you mean. It still like ties in a lot of like the same sort of thematic elements we've been cycling mm-hmm. through, like a little bit of self sabotage, a little bit of veganism, a little bit of veganism. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. ordered corporate pie without cheese. Dominoes. Can I tell you? That's what. They're talking about pizza. Yeah, corporate pie. Oh, I like, hate when people, people call pizza, pizza pie, but yeah. I'm so glad I understood. I never understood that. I was like, I don't get pie. Maybe this is a uniquely like dietary restrictions perspective, but like I ordered Taco Bell one time and I clicked on the menu item called black bean quesarito. Guess what was filled with beef? The black the quesarito. bean quesarito. My quesarito. So I'm Aww. out dinner. <laughs> like so, picking all the pieces up, like one one grain of beef at a time. I was just gonna have a cheese tortilla. Oh no! Which, like, don't get me wrong, but um, <laughs> I love that. I love that. I'm learning things about this album that I didn't know. But <gasps> but you're right because we got that. You ever like set a boundary or not a boundary you set a goal for yourself to do the bare minimum uh-huh. and you achieve it and you're like wow i deserve a gold fucking star yes. right now <laughs> and you want to like tell people like look what i did I and did it's like dishes. like that's what this like that's i, I want to say good job sky mm-hmm. for not searching that person's name in the search box because that's fucking hard when it's you the tiniest mm. thing but it's a rabbit hole. And it's so easy to hate yourself to like, wow, I did the bare fucking minimum today. Yeah. Like, also, proud of myself. Yeah. <laughs> a very, like, unique millennial Gen X thing. Oh, right? you're right. Yeah, I think like, that is a very millennial. Because I don't think a lot of a lot of older generations had, like, the option to search their ex in the search bar, well, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like a fun sort of, like, juxtaposition. Like, we're talking about postcards a couple songs ago. Uh-huh. And now we're, like, kind of revamping this like mm-hmm. avoiding this person or like not doing something with whatever person like but in a technology way <laughs> and there's also no real time stamp on this like i don't know how old this relationship is no. yeah you're right because like you could go look up your ex at any point moment in time like i'm not going to after this episode after thinking about it no no <laughs> don't do it you could even like it could even be about like a friendship that like 
didn't work out. And I've been that girl. And mm-hmm. I have too. I've had some friendships that just ended really poorly and, and mm-hmm. you you still care about their life and you're looking up and of course social media makes it look like they're happy without you. And you yes. just assume, yeah. wow, I was such a burden to this person. And that's a lie. But um But the then the thing I think about is I wonder if they taped my name into the search box. Yeah. Because I think that like, and maybe they didn't, and that's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) I think there's sort of this like self-deprecation that comes with doing that. Like checking up on someone who you maybe like had beef with or things ended with. And you like have that compulsion to like go scroll through their entire Instagram profile. Um, Guilty. Yeah, and you're like, God, like, I'm pathetic. I'm the worst. Like, they've clearly moved on because of XYZ photo. Mm. Because they posted a picture with their dog that said, live, laugh, love. And like, wow, they're they're really doing great without me. (laughs) They're living and laughing and loving. I don't have any of those. (laughs) But hey, phone works both ways. It does. Search box. Search box. We our names have been typed into the search box. Yeah. And we'll never know. Which is a clusterfuck in itself. Because honestly, yeah. like all I want in life is to be perceived by people as like something good. <laughs> yeah. Like even right now, like everything I do here is to like A give a good impression to anyone yeah. listening. But also to you guys, it's like I just met you and it's like that's all I want. And to yeah. never get the closure that someone actually did cares and does care enough to look up my name. Yeah. Is like, it's a mind fuck. It's a mind yeah. fuck. It's crazy. It's a good thing they're all NPCs anyway. Yes, true. So they- Zach, that's free therapy right there. <laughs> that is. You're welcome. Thank you for tuning in an album of Ruse. And what do we Ruse. say when we don't understand people? They're just NPCs. <laughs> they're just an NPC. <laughs> <laughs> that's not healthy. I'm sorry. <laughs> People are real people. <laughs> Zach, you've like, what if we're simulationed so many times on this podcast? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just an interesting concept. One of these yeah. days, we'll find out we are. And then you'll be like, called it. I fucking don't. If, if we, <laughs> I mean, if I was creating my simulation, like this is the podcast, I would create my simulation. So Aww. this is, yeah. <laughs> That's good evidence for it, right? Yeah. I like that. <laughs> Do you guys have anything to say about stagnant? Uh, it's just very beautifully, poetically written. Yeah. Um, we got some incredible nature imagery. This is, it's it's about paralysis, is, is my interpretation. And I actually can understand this feeling as someone that has gone through a lot of personal struggles and felt like I've made no progress. Mm. Especially when you are making progress. Yeah. But you feel like you're not. Um, and it's hard to watch the world change around you when your own perception of your yourself in your like brain prison <laughs> is that you're the only thing not moving. Yeah. You're just stuck in your own shit. Yeah. Even though your shit is moving and grooving. I think the the latter half of this is what sticks out. That part where they say, I promise I'm different now, believe it or not. And um, what is it? I'm right here without you now. I'm still gone. At the end, that's big. Yeah. You ever like 
it doesn't even have to be your fault. Someone could just perceive something that happened between you two is in ideal and yeah. doesn't matter who's in the wrong, but like have you ever cared about someone or something so much to be like, I promise I'm different now. Like that's a big thing to say. That's huge. Um, yeah. You got, yeah. you got the classic self-deprecating themes about how like, I feel like a burden. Mm-hmm. I feel like every artist has something true to each song or, or to their vibe. And they feel like, um, water me down. There's so much of that second guessing yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I liked the anxiety call out in this mm-hmm. song too. The towering. Anxiety. Uh, I was gonna. Yeah. The 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 sort of painting a picture of not only this is this towering, but it's like suspended above you, like a fucking like um like a Looney Tunes like um anvil, anvil. Piano. yeah piano of the same stuff Barn? that flows through me. Your anxiety feels like it's this thing that's outside of you and uncontrollable and fucking massive, but it's you. <laughs> like it's it's not, but it's it's you. It's you doing it. It's your brain doing it. It's your body doing it. Yeah. So it feels like this crazy like other quote unquote, but it's y- your nerves and your blood and you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I think that's uh, that was that was like a piece of of lyrics that I was like, man, yeah, <laughs> heard. I love I love that. Yeah, it's interesting too because I feel like this song it's not easy to gloss over it, but for some reason I think of how many hundreds of playthroughs this album has had for me and how oh, yeah. it remains stagnant in the album. Mm. It's like it it doesn't take you through places like some of the other songs do, mm-hmm. but it's about being stuck. And I don't know if that was planned, if that's just how it worked out, but I think there's something poetic about that. Yeah. And the next song, Fickle. Is even oh. more pretty. Feels well, like we're making moves. Pretty in a different way. I wouldn't say more pretty. Oh, I loved this song. <laughs> oh, this, yeah. It's so nice. This is one of my favorites. and Somberest yeah. track on the whole album. Yeah. We're making moves different seasons of life this is kind of like a flip of stagnant i'm restless i'm tired of loafing i'm ready and waiting for more (laughs) bitch we're going (laughs) bitch we're moving get your briefcase let's go i was literally like i like felt very like affirmed by this song like i I told you guys well zach you know this but like i started a new job pretty recently and i was like commuting down to the office and like I'm not gonna badmouth anyone on Maine but like my last job was really frustrating and my job before that was really frustrating and I was making like no money and I was so broke and I was so anxious and I was like going to this job recently and I was listening to the song and it's funny because the first lyric is like what is it what is it I've got a steady job mm-hmm. that I already can't wait to quit <laughs> I was thinking about that and I was like I don't want to quit this job <laughs> like this is the first time that I feel like I've grown and like I'm actually doing something that like feels good and feels like progress and growth and that's huge feeling restless feeling like you can control what you're up to. Mm-hmm. I mean, to a degree, of course. But if I've learned anything over the last like year, it's like you do have within your arm's reach the ability to take some fucking reins, you know? 
You can't do nothing. Yeah. And there's that, like, I think, too, at the end of the song, it talks a little bit about that uncertainty mm-hmm. about how it's like, I'm done with this. Mm-hmm. But I have I don't have a lot of confidence about where I'm going. Like, I feel this inspiration inside of me and this this purpose to, to go right. somewhere. But where? But also, like, A, do I deserve it? Yeah. B, will I even get there? Um, what if I get there and I hate it? Yeah. Or just all, all these different questions of the unknown. And like, it's frustrating when the only thing that you do know is that you hate where you're at or who mm-hmm. you've been. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask your guys an opinion of this interpretation I have for the first verse. Uh, feels like I've been 18 forever. Yeah. And like at face value, like being 18 is like normally a good thing, right? You're like, you're finally grown up. And he goes on to say, I'm sick of it. Are they saying I've been 18, like I've I've been an adult forever and I'm sick yeah. of it? Well, I kind of thought like 18, you're like a young buck. You're like a baby deer of an adult. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about you. When I was 18, I was, I mean, legally you're an adult. I don't think you're like actually an adult until you have a fully developed frontal lobe. Yeah, 25, <laughs> like 18 is a scam, man. Yeah, that <laughs> no. is a scam. 18 is like... You're supposed to be an adult, but you most likely live at home. Like the only 18-year-olds that are probably doing okay are the ones that have already left home by like yeah. 14 or 15 and gone through so much trauma that yeah. they're like adjusted now. Like 18 is like the world has expectations of, of who they want you to be. Mm-hmm. You aren't grown up enough yet to actually know anything. You're most likely still living with your family. And if you're not, you're struggling. You don't know how to support yourself. Yeah. It's like this very, I don't know. It's, it's like this expect, there's all these expectations from you and you can't be anything but 18. And it's also kind of like, again, it like varies based on your situation. But like I, when I was 18, I moved here and was like, oh my God, I'm 18 and I live in Chicago and I'm supposed to buy my own groceries. <laughs> I don't know how to grocery shop. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to find a job. I have to like fill out forms and shit. So like being 18 forever, first of all, sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, sounds kind of like hell. Yeah. Second of all, <laughs> I still kind of feel that way. Yeah. Like I did my taxes and I keep getting little notifications that are like, you got to fix this thing on your taxes. <laughs> right. I'm like, why can't anyone do it for me? I don't yeah. know how. Like, they already know how much money I owe them. Why do I have to guess? Right. <laughs> it sucks. Also, too, 18 being the tail end of adolescence. Literally. Which is just yeah. a really horrible time for so many people. And by the time you end adolescence, you feel pretty darn ready to be done with your adolescence. Mm-hmm. Like you start yearning for autonomies that you didn't have before and responsibility. I mean, no one wants it, but like when you get it, you're like, why did I want this? <laughs> but but uh, you're, you're, there's all these things that you desire and, and you, the world recognizes you or our country recognizes you in this way, which is dumb. It's like one day you're 17 and the next day you're 18 and you're like, I'm an adult. Right. It's um, like you're different now. Yeah. Says who? I I I get that. It's like feeling like I I would never want to feel like I was eighteen. I had a lot of hope when I was eighteen, but it was very quickly squandered by the world. <laughs> I was very irresponsible at eighteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not totally, mom. Not totally. Mom, I like, was very irresponsible at eighteen. And I was. It. Yeah, <laughs> I was irresponsible. Just like yeah. But I, I do yeah. miss when you're young. You have like no. 
um like sense of risk so you're like you're a little more brave yeah. a little that's more true. bravado that's now true. i'm like everything i do is risky yeah. <laughs> and, I, and i'm fully aware of it yeah. all times yes. talking about tires of anxiety right <laughs> yeah <laughs> we didn't know any better though yeah, i mean if you think true. about it it's like who you are is who you were it's who you were like you grew up to be that person so god what a nightmare sorry you felt 18 forever sky because that sucks do so, you know how do you know how old they are I be- this is going to be so weird because if I say yes, I'll sound even more creepy. <laughs> it doesn't have to be on air. I'm just curious. I remember. So I actually used to have a, you can put it on. I used to have this very, very deep obsession with age because yeah. I had this expectation of what I needed to achieve by a certain age. Mm. And people that were my age and more adjusted, more talented, more grown up than me mm-hmm. made me feel so bad about myself for so long. So yeah. the first thing I would do when I found out, like when I heard something that I loved in terms of talent, music, I'd be like, how old are they? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I need to make sure I can get to that point by their their age. <laughs> this is like, this is a, a very, very like explicit gaze into my brain. <laughs> and it's like very dysfunctional. But um, I do recall that I believe they're like, a couple years older than I am, and I'm 25. Oh, so serve. Okay. I'm I'm very certain they're under 30. Yeah. But I don't know. This sounds I was gonna say, like, a lot of this sounds like it was written by like, I don't know, a friend. Yeah. Or like a, a colleague. Mm-hmm. It just yeah. I don't know what the term is for someone in your age group. A peer. A peer. Yeah. Talk That's... about my the approval of my peers a lot in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> That's important to me. Take notes, friends. Therapist. Take notes, friends. Do you do you like your therapist? I love him. Oh. I actually had a very big crush on him for a solid <gasps> year. We had to talk about that. Um, I'm glad you no, talked I, about it. No, he changed yeah. my life 180. Mm-hmm. And I had seen so many different ones before him. And then it was like finally some someone new their Which stuff. Which shape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. Uh, let's talk about On a Paper Trail. Mm. Yeah. This is some of my favorite writing on the album, I think. Yeah? Tell me more. Poetry, yeah, tell me more. There is a lot of poetry. I want to hear your thoughts Pages of Poison Oak, ordered numerically. They're talking about books in this song. Yeah. Um, But they're describing them as Poison Oak. Have you guys ever had Poison Oak? It's a book that makes you itchy. <laughs> Poison Oak is the book that yeah. makes you itchy. Pages of Poison Oak. I'm taking it literally. You go no. to the library, you pick up this book, and it makes you itch. It's the encyclopedia. And they're like, Britannica. oh, that one's like checked out. You have to come back in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I forgot my library card. Oh, no. Um, I was a Girl Scout, so I learned about Poison Oak and Poison Ivy and like vehemently avoided it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because as relevant as a kid as like hot lava, like yes. Mitchell, have or you like ever had poison sand. oak or poison ivy? I never have. Never have. Did you? Sarah? So it's it's a plant for people yes. who don't know, uh, and it looks like a glove. It looks like a little glove, like a mitten. Like uh, Michigan. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think oak has five. Ivy has three. Leaves a three. Let it be. Right. Yeah. Um. But if you touch it, you like get rashes. Yeah. Uh. And you itch for like a week. And so it is like when I heard them sing this line, I'm like, oh, that is absolute misery. Like reading yeah. a book of poison oak, and then well, just, especially because they they then go on to say. Every book on this shelf is a tale my life will tell. Mm. So it, it it begs the question: I am 
the pages of Poison Oak. Oh. If you read me, you will not you will come away unscathed. You like oh. I will hurt you. Right? That also sounds like my therapy sessions. <laughs> Turning back through an old chapter and needing a week to decompress because you brought it up. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Ouch. Itch. But yeah, what, the vocal, else, what else we got? What else you got? The, on this? the vocal delivery on this one's fantastic. Mm-hmm. The lyrics are great. Uh, there's a there's a trumpet. Yeah, yeah. Dude, trumpets are great. Also, can we take a second to talk about their voice? We haven't really talked about it other than it's intense, but it's yeah. very unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know anyone who sings as beautifully as this person in my mind, and. I don't know. How would you describe it to someone who hasn't heard them before? Because mm. it's a very important part. Like this poetry would would not mean nearly as much as if you sang if you sang it like Billie Eilish or even if you right. sang it like any other Midwest emo band. It's it's like gut wrenching. There's this element that's very like tender. I mm-hmm. think in their delivery, which is crazy because on the flip side, like they can fucking belt and scream and yell, but then there's also, it feels very like intimate and tender and almost like the words that they're singing, like hurt while they're coming out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's conversational, almost yeah. like confessional. Yeah. Like you have a friend that's telling you about this really deep thing they went through. And I love that their voice breaks a lot. Yeah. And I know that's become a stylistic, like, stamp that mm-hmm. they put on things, even when it doesn't have to waver. And as, as someone, I, I teach voice lessons for a living. So, like, I'm yeah. I'm really into vocal function. And I just think that's the most incredible way to express yourself. And I never would have thought about it in a mm-hmm. million years. So, the whole song is fairly mellow. Mm-hmm. It's that, like... I suck. I don't like myself. And (laughs) my life has been this journey. And you can look at it if you want. And it's very conversational. And then we get that to that ending where it comes in hard with its... Because it's like, I just poured my heart out and then play this beautiful, like, reflective melody for a minute. And then it's almost like, do you even care? Yeah. Woof. Or like, <laughs> did you get it? Like, did you get that? Did you yeah. get how important this was to me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love, this kind of reminds me of, um... We talked about them on the podcast, but Remo Drive. Oh, yeah. Frontman. I don't want to fucking be here anymore. I feel like these two uh, like light up something similar in my brain. When both of them sing, I feel like I can like picture their mouths moving. Yes. Like a lot. Yeah. Is that weird? (laughs) But I feel like, I don't know, something about the delivery just feels like extra, like the vowel sounds are that much greater. You know? Yeah. 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 I know what you mean. I've seen them perform live. They do be opening their mouth. They do open their mouth. I feel validated. (laughs) 
but uh you said you're a vocal coach right so like that's a huge part of like where where you place the valve is like where how much your lips are up and stuff like that right you can you can tell who's had training in and who hasn't taken a lot of formal training i don't know if they've had any training but from my understanding i wouldn't say that it if they did they either kept the training kind of like kept it in the back of their mind and still went really authentic with their sound mm-hmm. or they haven't had training and it's cool because America obsesses with talent so much with this quotes talent yeah how do you even define that yeah western I could go on a whole tangent about how like western classical music is inherently comes from a very bad place of humanity so yep mm-hmm. um <laughs> like it's crazy, you know, if you've had training, you can, can't really undo it. And there's a very raw authenticity to Sky's voice that is so authentic that it's just, it's like perfect. Yeah. Like you ever meet someone and you think like, wow, you're really you. Yeah. Like you're so incredibly you that it could even be painful at times. But like the authenticity is so strong and I wish mm-hmm. I could like have a morsel of that for myself. Yeah. They're not delivering it like in a way that's like, this is the right way to do it. It's like, this is the way I need to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, I dig it. That's like, I feel like that's the art that like millennials want to, or like young people, even Gen Z, like we want that. We just Mm -hmm. like, we're fed perfection every day, all day, quote perfection. Yeah. And I don't know. You don't get like, you don't get like, rawness that's beautiful very often i think mm-hmm. yeah just something so human and un uh there's this really cool kind of way to like look at music in two different paradigms like because for a long time music wasn't a business right music right, was just yeah. something people did yeah um and so a lot of times i think the term we use for that is like folk music right people just did folk music together mm-hmm. out in the barn out wherever mm-hmm. <laughs> so i think punk music before it got really businessy and monetized was a folk music right yeah it's a gathering and it's a very like a political <laughs> statement in a lot of countries too oh, yeah um it, it's just like a way to get away from like i don't know what did you have you had you had the opera and then rock and roll came along and yeah. it was like mm-hmm. we're not elite we don't want to be a part of this shitty thing not yeah. that opera <laughs> sucks but it it's rooted in some pretty dark times of humanity so yeah like Exactly. It's it's like the music of the people has always been anything but the refined, prestigious mm-hmm. yeah. thing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's very good. Yeah. And we like and it. We and like we it a lot. We like it. And I think the fact that the three of us can sit here and really like <laughs> I hope that I'm not alienating any like Katy Perry stands or anything. <laughs> but you're not gonna sit there and like talk about your therapist and talk about like your guttural, like intense reaction to music listening to like a top forty song. Right. Yeah. Very, Usually. Like, it's the kind of stuff you can relate with, but you're not gonna like pull up the lyrics and be like this is who I am. Right. Like, like I've lived this. Those experience. are core emotions that that the general population can connect with versus yeah. like I mean, I felt like a plastic bag. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but um So there I was drifting <laughs> through the wind. Wanting to start again. It's a great song, but it's not great for that I the reason this is. I music for the people, I think was what really stuck with yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Should we take it home? 
Sing it home. Last song. Three long over ice cream. Ice cream. Uh, I, but vegan. <laughs> vegan ice cream. Mm-hmm. Can I plug my favorite vegan ice cream real quick? Yeah, is it yeah. Genus? Wait, we're or not Jenny's? sponsored. I'm, I don't care. I they, don't They care. owe us money if you say it. I've given them they, money <laughs> willingly multiple times, and I'll Who? do it again. It's the So Delicious brand cashew milk snickerdoodle ice oh, cream. Oh, that sounds delicious. It's so fucking good. I, I take it back. We can you can get it. it at Target. <laughs> that is my favorite vegan ice cream. That sounds good. Um, that sounds very good. Jenny's has some it. good vegan stuff, too. I do love Jenny's. Um, plot twist, every time I go past it, I just read Genus. <laughs> I don't if anyone out there sees the, the world the same way I do let yeah. me know <laughs> Genius. like to discuss for the longest time you know the US like postal service logo mm-hmm. I never realized it was an eagle oh it's it is, an eagle isn't it? it's kind of an eagle I always thought it was like an open like folio like binder folder <laughs> it's like a trapper keeper <laughs> it's like a trapper keeper yes I have to pull it up the symbol of our country <laughs> I was like, that's a piece of mail? <laughs> I never realized it was an eagle. So oh, I get what you I mean. See. It's not a very good looking eagle. It's not a very good looking eagle. I'm saying I didn't realize until like I was maybe 17. What are, what else could it be? Kind of looks like a Sharpie or like a, a pen. Like a, yeah, yeah. I like, I kept thinking it was like mail. <laughs> <I thought>. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of looks like a zipper, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, it kind of looks like an, a popsicle from the side. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah you yeah, could yeah, not yeah. ship popsicles very easily. No. It would probably be a bad logo if it was a popsicle. Unless they were like those. Um, you know what's crazy? I'm, <laughs> well, my first thought was like those like, you know, like uh, freezy pops where it's just oh, like liquid in a tube. I have like 40 of those in my freezer and I. As you should. <laughs> as I you should. I them on nights. On, on, the, on edible nights. Yeah. It was like late and I was like, I need something. Oh, well, speaking of edibles, I saw at Ye Olde Local Dispensary, Yo. they had like edible freezy pops. <gasps> That's yeah. good. And actually, this is funny because the other night I had one and I was just like really just floating around. Yeah. And I took a picture of them in the freezer <laughs> and sent it to my roommate with the caption, the day we ran out of these is the day I die. <laughs> <laughs> I love being a little stoned and just texting people what I'm thinking. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know that feeling of like when you're when you're a little stoned and something is just so important yes! to you. It's like simple pleasures become like a reason to live. I don't know. I was watching Criminal Minds last night and I was, I was a little stoned. And the uh, how familiar are you with Criminal Very, Minds? Very. I've seen every episode. Okay, perfect. The unsub. The, or unsub. the person who they thought the unsub I'm was. unsubbing. No! Please subscribe to our podcast. The unsub's name was James Charles. No! <laughs> and I was like, I need to text my sister so much about this. And so you're I'm like, li- you're like, bring me a little water. <laughs> so this is the second time I've talked about. We talked. About, I talked about James Charles on our last episode oh, too. And Zach, I know you're not familiar. I don't but know who I'm James gl- Charles is. <laughs> I I'm like. I texted my sister like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I texted her so many times. I was like, I need to tell you about criminal. It's like all caps, like the urgency, the texts just keep coming in. You I keep like sent her in. a video, I sent her a photo. 
Uh, we have fun here. <laughs> <laughs> three long over ice. There are no days. What does three long over ice mean? It sounds like a long and then iced tea, doesn't it? Once you think, but it can't be. There's got to be something deeper. Three long. My, I'm thinking like three long pours, like three shots on the rocks. Maybe. Or like I, I was, I was also thinking like espresso shots, like mm. an, or liquor. I've talked to Sky a couple times about some songs they've written, and they showed me this picture of like the setting that they wrote one of my favorite songs, one of the songs I really liked by them. They just like took a picture of the lyrics and like the what it looked like, what they were looking at. Oh my God. Oh. And and it's cool because that song talks about like being on the porch and dancing and it's like, there's the freaking porch right oh, there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they're really good at, I wonder, maybe they were like having a little drinky drink and yeah. they had, maybe they had three. Yeah. Um, or maybe I'm a fucking idiot <sighs> and yeah. it has nothing to do with that at all. <laughs> If I had a nickel, I think that's a really good interpretation. That's what I want it to be. I I hope that when they were working on that song, they were feeling chill and they were relaxing. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it. And the Sounds song like seems color. very like reflective too. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you. I reminisce over yeah. a drink. Literally, the, it starts. Once upon a time, I felt young. Yeah. And I felt love for myself over everyone. For anybody that has trouble putting themselves first. That is insane because <laughs> thinking of like recalling to the time where you found like passion for life and just exploring yeah. into like, oh, I'm only worth what people see me as. Like that's a big shift mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. missing that innocence in, in that when things were okay. I mean, granted, they weren't okay because our childhoods are full of trauma that make us who we are today, I think. Of for better or but for worse. Even if we weren't ready. Um, but that quickly moves on into... Love from myself over everyone. Now I'm mopping the mess up. Marked all the cups, but nothing got done efficiently enough, which I, from childhood, learned this really interesting thing about I need to be perfect or I'm worthless. And I love the line about quantifying time in terms of waste. Mm. That's a really good line. It's so beautifully written in that like vibe of, not am I enjoying my life? Not am I taking care of myself? Am I being productive enough? Am I am I good enough for X father figure that I have a nebulous imagination cares about what my life is or whatever whatever God figure that we all are trying to meet the needs of in our in our souls? Like I don't know. I I'm very much related to that, and I always have. This is reminding me of another song. Okay. Do either of you know the band Pet Symmetry? Yeah. They have a song that I really, it's one of my favorites by them called My Exhausted Month of May. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the lines is, am I tired or expired? Am I the product of lost afternoons? Oh, man. And it's it's sort of this song where there's a lot of like, I'm unmotivated. Time is passing me by. I'm a depressed sack of shit. And that reminded me of that. Like, yeah. Feeling like life is slipping by you because mm-hmm. you, I don't know, spent a Saturday like smoking weed and watching YouTube. Yeah. But Which is fine. <laughs> it is fine. It's like, but we're so unfair to ourselves. Right. Like the way that we've taken in our culture and, and like we just hate ourselves instead of being like, 
oh, Mitchell, you're a nice person and you deserve love. Like, yeah. I, I don't say that to myself. Like, <laughs> if you say we'll that say to, to you. yourself, <laughs> let's be friends because I can yeah. learn a thing or two from you, you know? Affirmations. Um, yes. What else? There's a there's a nice jab at um, people at the end, which I like. Let me see. Let me I see like me. when they talk about people that they <laughs> view as harmful. Let me read it. Does it make you feel good? Does it make you feel dominance when you grip hard as you shake hands and disagree but make no effort to understand? That's really powerful. Um, I mean, it could be political. It could be like like your uncle at Thanksgiving. I again I a little personal. No Sarah. shade to my Wisconsin family, but like around the 2016 election, mm-hmm. I went home for Thanksgiving, and one of my relatives was like, "Ah, those yahoos march- marching in Chicago over the Trump presidency. They better go and get a job." And I was like, "Hey, I was marching." <laughs> like, and it's it's one of those things where it's like at the end of the day, you feel like it's amicable. But this person does not get it. Yeah, and and are, and do they even try? They're not trying. Yeah, exactly. And I think that speaks to like there are so many people in this world that tend to be in charge of a lot of things mm-hmm. that haven't had to try. And yeah. I think I can relate a little bit. I grew up in like a a pretty well off Catholic, relatively conservative place, mm-hmm. and if I wasn't queer, I would be. A, the worst person. Like I think about that all the time. I would time. be a human garbage because yes. I didn't understand. I didn't even understand like what racism was. Yes. I didn't understand what sexism was. And, and even as I'm still recovering and trying to figure out how to be a better person, I didn't even think I needed to try back then. And how fucked up is it that with marginalization often comes empathy? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, for people who aren't experiencing that, it takes this very concerted effort that they often don't want to make. Right. Because why bother? Mm-hmm. Not my problem. And it's it's something that so many people these days can relate to because so many people tend to feel, like especially younger people, are becoming made aware of mm-hmm. these things and aware that like inequality is so rampant yeah. among our species. Like... I don't know. There's something comforting about having someone like Sky on your side to like speak up and be yeah. like, "Hey man, what the fuck? Like why are you going to be like this?" And and I think calling out that behavior is important, especially the kind of people that are willing to have a conversation about it. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's not on this album, but there's a song they put out called Guy on their new album and it's about being non-binary mm-hmm. and it's all like it starts off talking about how I have a tendency to like write people off if they assume things about me, mm. but it's also a very honest attempt to be like, but also this is how I see my gender and I hope you can understand that. And yeah. it, I just like that some people are willing to call out the bullshit that they see, but are also willing to like try and educate people. Yeah. Because we need that if we're ever, ever going to survive, I think. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. 100%. God bless them. Like, mm. I, I I dove into the recent release a little bit, and I dove into this, but I'm excited to continue getting yeah. my toes wet. Guy and Sto- Stoged or Stoged, I've never heard that word in my life. Yeah. Um, but those are my two favorite ones. Hell yeah. Nice. Is Do- it time to 
give this a Rabruski? I think so. Do you want to pause and debate? I do need to pee again. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Folks, I know that you've been waiting with bated breath this entire episode to hear what we've decided on for the Rabruski. And wait no longer. It's here. The Rebruski for you, Sky, is a single strawberry that's everlasting. It will never go away. And it has a beautiful face that smiles back at you. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Come collect this at your leisure. <laughs> Folks. We are Album Rebrews, and we will continue to be Album Rebrews. If you want to find us on Twitter and Instagram, we are at Album Rebrews. And if you'd like to check out our website, it is www.albumrebrews.com. A giant thank you to Cameron Bopp uh, for producing our show. Uh, fantastically, I may add. Also writing the theme song. Um, that and you... being my boyfriend. And being my boyfriend. Yeah. No. He's all of our boyfriends. <laughs> he has been uh, Twitch streaming, so we want to plug that. Uh, he so was actually check it out. streaming while we were recording this. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> um, if you want to watch him like play GeoGuessr, he did like Wikipedia oh, speedruns. He, I don't know if he played it on stream today, um, but he found this cool like color matching game that looked really fun. Check it out. It's twitch.tv slash cambop17. That's B-O-P-P. Another giant thank you to you, the listener, for hanging out with us for an hour and a half. We certainly do appreciate it. If you like the show, uh, consider telling your friends about it. We're not part of any big fancy network or anything, so you just doing that helps out a ton. A giant, giant final thank you to Mitchell for coming on. Yeah! Thank you so much. This was a great episode. We <laughs> appreciate it. Check out me. him and his band, The Weekend Run Club. Um, on their socials at the Weekend Run Club. We've got some shows coming up. They've got some really exciting uh, other things we can't even talk about. Ooh, yeah. Inside up. So scoop. Keep, keep an eye on them. They're great. Anything you want to say to the people before we say goodbye? No, that's it. Be nice to your friends. They're True. important. Yeah. Um, listen to my music if you want. Listen to this music. Listen to this music more listen than to you do down. my music. They actually they just came back from a four year. Three, four year, three, two two to four year. I don't know how time happens. Two to four year hiatus. Give or take. And they just dropped a banger of an album that's out everywhere. So check that out. Give them some support because the scene is very, very happy to have them back. Tell them we sent you. Yeah. Yeah. Give them a kiss. Okay. Speaking of giving kisses. Okay. It's important that we all get very close to the microphone right now um, because the last thing we do is we very tenderly say goodbye to our listeners. So I'll go. It's the same as introduction order. Ready? Goodbye. Bye. Oh, jeez. I'm oh, sorry. It never fails. It, it hurts. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah.